If you like this podcast and you're listening via iTunes, stop what you're doing right now and know that it would mean so much if you gave the podcast a review on iTunes. It's important to get the right narrative out about Megan each week. And we all know how important that is. And I know there are a lot of Sussex fans out there. It takes a good bit of time to put this joint together every week. (laughs) So if you get even just a little bit of enjoyment out of the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you just let the review. Welcome to another episode. I am V and this is the Sussex set. Shout out to Coco Goff. You know, if you don't know her name, go ahead and get to know it now. Um, this really doesn't have <laughs> anything to do with Megan or Harry, but you know, Wimbledon is going on. That's in England. We're probably going to see Megan, you know, showing her face like she did last time. That's Kate's uh, patronage. So she'll probably, if she does go, it'll be with Kate, but you know, it's a lot of connections there. Her and uh, Serena are very, very close, but Corey Goff took out my girl Venus Williams in the first round. Corey is a Floridian. She's hailing from my home state. She's going to do big things. I just want to see how far she goes in this uh, this tournament. <laughs> but of course, I can't like watch Wimbledon without hoping Serena wins the whole thing. So that's that. And shout out to the U.S. women's national team. You know, putting our foot on England's neck, letting them know who the real big dogs are out here. Uh, the tweets about Meghan Markle were funny. <laughs> um it's just kind of like the girl can't help but win. You know, everybody loves to invoke her, but it's kind of like, you know, it's really cool to see England make it that far for one, the semifinals. But um, for, you know, for the women's team to win, you know, American women, you know, we just got this gusto about us. Meghan Markle is no different, you know. So it's kind of like even when Meghan's not even in the spotlight, she going to be in, she going to be in people's mouths. Her name going to be in people's mouths. So um, it, it was really cool just to kind of see the supportive <laughs> tweets of uh of Megan after they won but I'm hoping that we go all the way claim our you know maybe third I think world cup victory um yeah so shout out to them shout out to strong women so this week's charity that's in the spotlight it's not really a charity it's more of a uh, an organization a foundation I want to spotlight the Invictus Games We saw the Duke and Duchess coming out at the London series to support former Invictus Games athletes. So I thought it was no better time than now to actually give the girls a little bit more information about the Invictus Games since I haven't talked about them yet. But, you know, we've seen them over and over. So the Invictus Games is an international adaptive multi-sport event which was, as you know, created by the Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, in which wounded or injured or sick armed services personnel and their associated veterans take part in sports, including wheelchair basketball, sitting volleyball, and indoor rowing. Those are just some. So Prince Harry was inspired to bring the Invictus Games to London in 2014 after visiting the U.S. Warrior Games in 2013. He saw the power of sport and how that could help wounded warriors physically, psychologically, socially, mentally, I'm sure. Um, So Prince Harry founded the games at the beginning of 2014. Coincidentally, that game was also held at London's Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, which was the same place that the London series was just held. So the Invictus Games 
uses the power of sport again to inspire recovery, support rehabilitation, and generate a wider understanding and respect for wounded, injured, and sick servicemen and women. Those games, the Invictus Games, have shown a light on the, quote, unconquerable character of servicemen and women, their families, and the Invictus spirit. The Invictus Games has been about seeing guys sprinting for the finish line and then seeing all the finishers turn around to clap the last man over the line. They've been about teammates choosing to cross the line together, not wanting to come second, but not wanting the other guys to come second either. Those games have shown the very best of the human spirit, and that's why we stand the Invictus Games, right? It's about camaraderie, friendship, kinship, supporting your your fellow servicemen or women. doesn't matter even what country they're from because you know you all have a very similar story. Of course, you know, the countries compete against one another, sort of like the Olympics, but at the end of the day, it's about the human spirit. And by the time these athletes get to the Invictus Games, they've already shown how powerful the human spirit is. So it, I'm sure it maybe even gets multiplied during the games. And so I think that's that's one of the awesome aspects of the Invictus Games, in my opinion. Now, you may know that the upcoming games will be held in The Hague. Harry went to The Hague earlier this year, actually the day after Archie was born, to begin setting up the games with the committee. Um he met Princess Margaret. You may have, you may remember, I think it's Margaret or Marguerite of the Netherlands. You may remember some of those photos as well as the chairman of the Invictus Games. My guess is that they will definitely bring Archie because the games aren't until May of next year. There's 2020 games. Archie will be walking by then. He'll be like Lewis's size, Prince Lewis's size. So um, that'll be cool. We already know they're taking him to Africa. So that's, that's going to be a major tour. Um, whether we see him or not, we know he'll be there. So by the time the Invictus games roll around, Archie's going to legit be running around. So uh, that will be great to see because, you know, it's almost like the Invictus games plays a part or it sort of gives us glimpses into the progression of the relationship. Like in 2016, it was Mama Doria and, you know, they weren't even engaged yet. And everybody was talking about Megan's ripped, ripped jeans, not 2016. Sorry. Actually, yes, it was 2016. Then in 2018, they were in Australia. You know, she was there, you know, in the front row by herself supporting her man. They were newly married. Archie was just, just a little tiny bean. <laughs> um, and then now we're going to see them just full out being a family in the 2020 games. I just, I love how their work is a big part of their narrative as a family. So that will be cool. So how do you get involved in supporting the Invictus Games? There are a number of ways. Uh, As I said, the Invictus Games isn't so much of a charity as it is like a foundation, but that doesn't mean you can't get involved or donate. If you just want to donate, you know, because that's maybe the simplest thing for you. You can go directly to their donation page, which is not on their website. 
it's a separate link, but uh, it's easier to donate, they say, through their Just Giving page. You might be familiar with that through some of the other phone fundraisers that we did. So um, the link will be in the description, or you can just go to justgiving.com slash Invictus Games Foundation. If you want to get involved in another way, but you want to support them monetarily, you can just shop their merch page. I'll put that in the description. They sell official Invictus Games um, merch, anything from T-shirts and jackets to bracelets and coffee mugs. So, And it's pretty good prices, too. And it's official. So the proceeds go to the foundation directly. Or, of course, if you live in The Hague or anywhere in the Netherlands, Hague or not, and you'd like to volunteer for the 2020 Invictus Games, I'm certain. I don't know why I can't say Invictus. <laughs> I think I've been saying Invictive. Invictus Games, <laughs> if you want to get involved uh, and you're in that area of the world, specifically in The Hague, so you're not going, I mean, you know, going too far, I'm certain that they could use your help. So contact the 2020 organization for information on how you can apply to be a volunteer at the next Invictus Games. Information on that will also be in my link or in the description via link. So check those out. I can't wait to see how the Invictus Games turns out uh, and grows over the next decades. So remember that they are held every two years, not every four years, and they support wounded veterans in other ways beyond the games. So Prince Harry, we're very proud of you for starting this and taking inspiration where you find it. And I'm certain that the ripple effect and impact of the Invictus Games goes far beyond the games themselves. So well done to Prince Harry and the athletes. So what do we want to throw in the rubbish heap today? Um, well, I'm pretty ecstatic that the British press continues to lose. <laughs> uh, Archie is scheduled to be christened this Saturday. That was a leak. But um, he's still going to be christened. Nonetheless, Archie is Harris' son Archie Harrison. <laughs> you see what I did there. Uh, the press is having a full-on temper tantrum now that Buckingham Palace has confirmed. And um, they have a reason to have a hissy fit. It's not valid, but no matter what was released, they're going to have a hissy fit anyway. But the official communication reads, uh, Wednesday, July 3rd, media advisory, the christening of Archie Harrison, Mountbatten-Windsor. So it says King Archie Harrison Mountbatten-Windsor will be christened in a small private ceremony by the Archbishop of Canterbury in the private chapel of Windsor Castle on Saturday, July 6th. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex look forward to sharing some images taken on that day by photographer Chris Allerton. The godparents, in keeping with their wishes, will remain private. That's what the uh, <laughs> two things the, the the press is throwing a hissy fit over the fact that the godparents want to remain private, which we're going to get into that because I totally understand that. And um, also that they won't be able to take pictures, you know, because when you take the picture, you can do what you want to do with the picture. But the Sussexes are making them wait. I don't know why they're not used to that by now. Like they already know what the game plan is with the Sussexes now especially now that they have their Instagram. But uh, yeah, that communication was short and sweet. Now let me paraphrase it further. Um, yes, the christening will be this Saturday. Yes, it will be private. Yes, there will be pictures. No, you won't get to take them. 
no, you won't see the arrivals. No, you won't get exclusives of, of any kind. And no, you won't get to know who the godparents are. In conclusion, our son is a private citizen and y'all can continue to cry about it. The end. And you know what I really love about this whole thing? The Sussexes are changing the game right before our eyes. We're, we're just observers, but the press are trying to move and manipulate in the way that they're used to doing. Harry and Meghan won't let them do it. <laughs> you know, they're showing the girls, the other girls in the family, what agency looks like. And I've said this before with how Meghan handled her birth and what she wanted to share around that, how she handled her wedding, you know, and whatever supposed issues there were. First of all, we didn't know about them until after the fact. But the fact that she stood up for herself. The girl is showing you agency. Harry and Meghan together, they're showing you agency. Um, no shade. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay? That's something that Kate could use. For her being the future queen, future queen. Sis, act like a queen. That's all I'm saying. But hey, maybe she'll do that a little bit more often. But um, Harry and Meghan are showing you what autonomy and what um what agency looks like within that setting um and despite everything that's happened with the nasty press articles and the leaking by the courtiers and the hypocrisy the double standards harry and megan continue to be unfazed and that's why we love them right now at first the press were telling us that the sussexes would fade into the background they were telling us that they were basically irrelevant and because they were on a different path i.e not on one that would lead them to the throne like Willard and St. Catherine, that the public interest in Harry and Meghan would wane and that the media attention of them would also begin to fade. That's what we were told, okay? And I just took it for what it was because, you know, we've never been here. But they were wrong. We knew they would be wrong, but we were just like, okay, well, let's just wait and see because who cares? As long as they're doing good, you know? But uh, yeah, they were wrong. And make no mistake, I wouldn't care if they were right. Like if they happened to fade into the background, that's their life to live, you know. And I don't think that they are jockeying for position or jockeying for attention, despite what their critics are saying. But people just love them, <laughs> you know, and therefore they will get attention regardless. That's my view. And from the lovers to the haters, in fact, they are doing the opposite of jockeying for position, especially when it comes to their son. Okay. Anyway, I saw it over and over. These are the types of things that were said in an attempt to diminish their existence already, like even before they were married. As if to say, oh, well, you know, Megan's not the important duchess. So, you know, they were they were making it a competition before anybody else was, the media was. Um, but as always, <laughs> they were wrong. But um, they were just trying to tell us that they thought that Megan wasn't the quote-unquote important duchess when, to begin with, they were already on different paths. On its face, Harry and Meghan are not more important than any other member of the royal family. They should be viewed as just two people who now have a family of their own and are related to the Queen of England, <laughs> you know, just like everybody else. I know they're senior royals and minor royals, but they're just 
regular people, especially within the structure. After all, that's the only reason that any of the royals are relevant is because they are related to the queen. You know, they are descended from the head honcho. That's why any of them matter, <laughs> you know. But at this point, I guess, and in this age, right, you can't expect the queen to sell papers. Not in the kind of numbers that they're going for. Because remember, this is all a money game. But despite what the press was trying to convince people of, you know, with regard to Meghan and Harry's place within the royal family, I never believed that they believed that. You know, they're just trying to write a narrative, but they don't really believe that. That's why they're chasing Meghan and Harry the way that they do. I think they see Harry and Meghan not just as a royal couple, but as the royal couple. You feel me? They just want us to believe that they're treating them like every other royal couple, even though we can see with our own eyes that they are not. And why aren't they treating them just like any royal couple? Because Meghan and Harry are different. They are different for the fans. Now, I know I'm sounding like I'm saying two different things. They shouldn't be treated as if they're better than anybody, but they shouldn't be treated as if they're worse than anybody. That's what I mean about the equal treatment. But when you look at them... And when you see the people that are kind of drawn into who they are and what they do, they're kind of different. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I mean, in a good way, they're different. You know, they're not just sure. It's in the same way Diana was different. Diana was different, you know, charismatic, got a genuine feeling from her. People responded to that. Look at the turnout of all over the world of people who kind of opened their hearts to grieve for her when her life ended. They're just different. That's what I'm saying. So they should be treated the same, but they're different. And that again, so I'm talking in circles. That's why they hound them because they know that they're different. But um, they're different to the fans. They're different to the haters. It's a new breed of royal haters out here. They're different for the press. Like I said, they're different for the commonwealth. The people in the commonwealth respond to them differently. They're even different for the charities, you know? And again, that doesn't mean that they're better. They're just more influential categorically. Like that's not, you can objectively say that. In fact, speaking of charities, charities have even jockeyed to have Harry as patron over William, even before Meghan became a part of the royal family, because they know that they will get more with Harry than they will with either William or Kate, even way back then. So the eight years prior to Megan, charities already knew that, you know? And I'm just giving you one example. It is said that other royals do the initial appearance and then they're done. And charities wouldn't see them for years. Harry, on the other hand stays in touch we see that Megan stays in touch you know you get the little leaks that come out and say she's working behind the scenes and then months down the road it's proven to you that she was working behind the scenes Harry has even visited Megan's charities while she's on maternity leave you know what I'm saying so even before this mass popularity charities already had a feeling you know and they take very seriously what they do because so many people 
depend on them being active and able to service the community. So, I mean, the proof is kind of right there in the pudding, but yeah. So Harry and Meghan are different. The press knows them that, knows that, and they treat them that way. Sadly, not in a good way because they're different in a good way. But this is where we are. And we see that Harry and Meghan are making these members of the press more money than they have ever made with William and Kate. That's not, you know, not necessarily a compliment, but, you know, we say numbers don't lie. They're looking at their numbers and spreadsheets and their quarterly report. They don't lie. That's why they're so gutter and relentless in chasing Harry and Meghan. Will and Kate being the only other royals that can actually, quote unquote, sell papers right people that they would want to have on the cover because they maybe even think some young person might be interested or anybody who might be a a royal watcher they want to see what they're up to see what's going on behind the curtains and okay it's Kate and William and Megan and Harry it's kind of like it's that age group and then sadly when those children get older they're, the press is going to view them as fair game. And that's just kind of that age group that they kind of target of the royals. So 20s and 30s. Well, teens too, because Harry never caught a break. Even though he did some stupid things as a teen, the press gave him a really hard time. And that kind of colors his view of the press. Understandably. I'm guessing there is a marked increase in sales when the Duchess of Sussex is on any one of the covers of their magazines tabloids websites whatever what have you web pages over when the duchess of cambridge just like when you put a photo of megan on the cover over harry sadly it's gonna sell more and i guess the phrase in news media is if it bleeds it leads bleed maybe not literally but if it's a negative story that's gonna go farther than a positive story seems like the British media took that and put it on steroids and multiplied the force of it, you know? So in the case of Archie's christening, just like we saw with the Sovereign Report that disclosed how much the Queen had given to the Sussexes for their renovation of, you know, Frogmore Cottage, the press is pretending to be outraged that they don't have access. They're pretending to be outraged that they don't know the uh who the godparents of Archie will be well maybe they are actually outraged for the simple fact that if they don't have pictures of arrivals or departures or insider information on who the godparents are then that means they won't have an edge to make profit they will probably make profit but it won't they won't have an edge over anybody else why is that because if the Sussexes release that all of that information, whether they release the name of the godparents or not, if they release all that information on their Instagram, including the photo of the christening invitees, including Archie <laughs> on their Instagram, then that means the press gets the same information at the same time as all the American publications, all the... South Africa and all the China, all the French publications at the same time. Me and you on, on our cell phones, they're going to get them at the same time. And I, what I hope is that the British media doesn't think that, oh, well, you know, we're British. We should get it first. Of course they do. We're, we're, you know, we're British media. You should, you know, you should prioritize our stories 
even if they are about you over the world media because we're your citizens we're your compatriots yeah but you know in some ways you're also my enemy so girl fuck you but following their logic if people see it on instagram first then they're not probably going to want to buy a tabloid which they probably won't because they'll have the information from the source from the horse's mouth (laughs) if you will um and that's why they're mad that's why they're mad because there's a logical explanation for the diminishing of their uh their profits maybe that's a bad way to say it but um you can just point to the pieces and how they fall and it doesn't fall well on the press they get no exclusive information they just don't and as Farah let me know on twitter thank you girl the Sussexes use a copyright on all of their pictures or they will explain or give the people a word on who actually took the picture so whether it was Chris Jackson or whether it was the press association or in this case Chris Allerton they're telling you who the pictures belong to and who you need to ask permission from or who you need to get permission from in order to even use it you know Whereas normally social media would kind of like be free game. It's there. We can use it. You know, it's the internet. The internet is free. Okay. To an extent, maybe, but they're telling you we draw a line and this is the line. So you better do, you better do it the legal way. That's what they're saying. They're basically telling the press, try me, please try me, please try me. You wanted a villain. I'm going to give you a reason to be mad then. So they can only use the photo for a certain period of time. And it can't be for commercial gain. That's kind of understandable. But um, if they want to use it beyond that specific frame of time, then they have to get express permission from Buckingham Palace. So it's not a free reign for the media. Not like it used to be. And that's another big reason why the press is angry. They're mad at the Duke and Duchess of Sussex because they won't play by their rules. Harry and Meghan are doing it their way. This is the new way. It's called the Sussex way, (laughs) you know? And I think the sooner the press catches on, because the press is really the only ones griping about it. The other little trolls on Twitter, they only gripe about what the press tell them to fucking think about. They don't think for themselves, so... I tune that out super quick. Um, so, but the, the press is trying to lead this narrative that they, they've created, but then they're, you know, continuously adding to. They're mad that uh, Harry and Meghan, they don't fear them. You know, they don't need them. They're not going to be pushed around. They're going to do it their way. So that's why I feel like the, the quicker the press learns, the easier... <laughs> they'll be able to make it through their day because you're not going to change the way that they're operating. And then now that they have a son that they're protecting, they're really going to double down. Like for real, that's what anybody would do. So I don't think they're trying to pick at the press directly. I just don't think they're acting with the press in mind, not for real, for real. They're acting with themselves in mind. They're acting with their family in mind. You know, because peace of mind, while it's free, it is priceless. You can't put a price on it. You can't buy it. 
but you can sure try to ensure it for yourself. And if you give, especially <laughs> an entity like the media and you're famous like Harry and Meghan, all that they have, you know, all that they want from you, you're never going to have it. Like, look at how private Beyonce is. You never hear anything about Beyonce's private life unless she wants you to know it. And so I think that's at the end of the day, that's what people deserve is privacy. Any little modicum that they can find in 2019, knowing just about nothing is private. And then there's this constant refrain of you can't have it both ways and you want us to cover you, but you won't let us have access to you. And I honestly haven't seen any evidence anywhere that Harry and Meghan have begged the press to do anything at all, ever. That's just the narrative, another narrative that the press is writing. They haven't asked the press to be anywhere. I don't know where that rumor comes from. I guess the press. But um, they have never asked the press to be anywhere um, that they don't want to be. <laughs> Her birth was a perfect example. She told them nothing. They were the ones running around Windsor like chickens with their heads cut off. And that's why they were so mad after the fact when they learned all the damn details. The people who follow them and pay attention to what they're doing, they're going to learn about what Meghan and Harry are doing, regardless of whether the royal reporters report on it or not. So that's one Secondly, despite the wolf tickets that royal reporters are selling by threatening not to cover the Sussexes unless they play by their rules, it'll be a cold day in hell when royal reporters stop trying to break news on Rachel Megan, Archie Harrison, and Henry Charles Albert David Mountbatten Windsor. I mean, frigid. They will never, ever Stop covering them. You want to know why? Because they can't afford to. It's really that simple. I told you Megan is keeping people fed and fat. And they're always hungry. You know why? Because they're gluttonous. They're greedy as I don't know what. And they're only mad that the Sussexes are cutting into their profit opportunities. I respect Harry and Megan for that. Seriously, I do, because I, I I can understand how it would be very easy for someone to just kind of soften a little bit because the press will constantly hound you and hound you and hound you until you give an inch. But see, when you give an inch, you're going to give another inch. And they know that, you know, but Harry and Megan keep each other. They keep each other strong in their convictions I think they have strong convictions on their own but together it's almost like it's a wall that you just can't pierce through you know in terms of negative energy you know they don't they don't I don't imagine they would allow the press to make them do anything that they don't want to do um, because after all now they have to set an example for their son and their children that come later if you say you're going to do something, that's your conviction. Don't budge. This is a new breed of royal. This is a new breed of royals, actually. And whether on purpose or not, I love that they are taking away opportunities 
from people who only mean them harm anyway. So I'm not talking about the odd journalist who is fair. The one who writes with facts and no sensationalism. You know, I'm not talking about those. In fact, I try to share articles that I come across where they're they're well written and they're they don't have an angle. You know, they're not passive aggressive. They don't have an agenda. I try to share those. But, you know, those are kind of few and far between. But for the most part, the Brit- British tabloid media is full of people who are using Harry and Meghan and their personal life to chase checks. It's modern day yellow journalism. If you don't know what that is, Google it, learn what it is and spot the similarities. They're demanding access where they have no right. And then when they don't get the access, they just make it up. They just make it up, you know, only to be proven wrong later. They'd rather make up a lie about Megan than to tell the truth about Kate. They don't want to write about Kate. That's that's my point. You know, and she's the only other person that they think can sell their papers again. So you'd rather lie about a person than to actually see what Kate is up to. Kate had a whole engagement at her garden this week. Did the press talk about it? If they did, they didn't have a whole lot to say. And I'm sure somebody covered it. But but for all intents and purposes, no, they didn't. And the only reason I knew about it is because I saw it in passing. Somebody tweeted about it, you know. So Catherine Middleton, your future queen, had a whole engagement and y'all didn't care. That's why nobody takes you seriously. Here she is out here just trying to be the best duchess that she can be. Um, she can, you know, whatever, but she's trying to, she's trying to, she's trying to be Kate. Okay. She's trying to do Kate and, um, she's not withholding details about her life, her private life, the life of her children from the press. It seems that that would be a golden opportunity, you know, to give the public what they want, which is knowledge about the lives of their Royals, right? The ones that people so eagerly proclaim to quote unquote pay for and me saying this again this is nothing against Kate but what I'm saying is sis had a whole engagement on Monday and here the press was demanding access to Archie's christening which isn't even until Saturday so you're telling me that the seventh in line to the throne is more important than the future queen, consort, bitch, what? That makes no sense. And by the way the press is operating, you would think Archie was the next king of England. Or that he was at least in direct line. Now, to an extent, again, we know that this is what the press does, especially the British press. They're hounders, demanders. They're often very unreasonable. But when it comes to Harry and Meghan, there's a nasty sense of entitlement, which we've seen. And when the Sussexes deny them, they get very whiny, almost vindictive. And what I hope happens is as time goes on and as people continue to seek out Sussex Royal over any other Sussex news or most other Sussex news, as opposed to the salacious lies (laughs) that the press loves to tell 
that over time, these characters in the press, you know, they will have very little incentive to actually make stuff up about them. And I think to an extent, there will always be an element of that, that blaring headline, you know, the people who just have to see what the Sussexes are up to, like who they kick down the stairs and who they beat up and who they split apart from each other and who they who they stole money from but (laughs) I'm hoping maybe this is wishful thinking that the majority of people will see that stuff as a pile of garbage because that's all it is or at least I hope people are more selective about what they buy and what they read because if their profits decline while they continue to fabricate, then they'll have to change their approach regardless, you know? So that's just kind of what I'm hoping happens. Uh, Money does matter. The attention matters. In today's age, attention is as good as cash. So because attention means something, you know, attention is monetizable, obviously, you know, but the press, they won't make as much money if they don't have as much attention. Is that simple? Now, about the godparents, I don't blame Meghan and Harry one bit for keeping their godparents' names private. That may come at the request of the godparents themselves, and I think that's what the communication said. I don't know who there is, whether they're at their request, whether there is Harry and Meghan or the godparents or all of them. But if the press goes on a rumor to stalk and hound a doula that somebody said, She's the, you know, Megan's doula for when she's going to be having the baby. They stalked and hounded a woman who, as far as I know, wasn't even Megan's doula. We don't even know if Megan wanted a damn doula, but somebody showed up at her house. So if you're going to be Archie's godmother, godfather, you probably got kids of your own. You don't need nobody showing up at your house because you know they are. You know they are because they don't have any shame. And I love how the press is like trying to spin this. Oh, let the people be a part of it. They're never a part of the christenings. The press wants to be a part of it. Of course they do. (laughs) But you're not a part of their family, you know. And then going on to No Correlationville, where people are saying, we pay for them. We pay for, you know, we pay for their renovation. That's the least they can do is let us see pictures and let us see who's coming and going and girl, y'all don't pay for them. I know the royal family has a sovereign grant. That's for everybody. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have access to their private life. I'm saying that's for everybody in the royal family. You don't have access to their private life. Because again, if we give y'all a little bit, then what you gonna ask for next? But even still, there's no correlation. When we have presidents and politicians over here, we don't demand to see their christenings. And I know y'all got a whole separate culture over there and y'all are used to seeing certain things and, but they're giving you the same thing. The Harry uh, that uh, Kate and Will gave you, you just ain't going to see who walking up in there. Done. <laughs> you go get the picture. You probably going to find out eventually who the godparents are, you know, but that's somebody's life. Like I, I just still don't understand the obsession. And on the, we pay for them bit. Their star power brings in far more money 
than they ever get in the way of funds coming from the queen, whether that's tax dollars or not. They're bringing in more. They're helping you more than, you know, you're helping them. Like that's an objective fact. And thirdly, why would she let you see as much of her baby as you want to see when you've already picked over the few little pictures they have shared publicly? That doesn't make any sense. Y'all want to pick over Megan while she's carrying her child saying, oh, well, you're rubbing your belly too much. And I, you know, you sharing, she shared feet of uh, the picture of Archie's feet and then Harry had the fathers they post. Oh, well, you're not even showing his whole face. What's wrong with him? But you want to see my whole baby when I, I just want to christen my baby and you're going to get a picture anyway. You know, it's like they want they want so much from these people and they never consider that they're being dicks in the process. You know, that's like a bully asking you to ask your mom for a ride home from school uh bitch you better walk because that's my philosophy no no you can't if the press wanted access they should have treated them with a little bit more dignity period and how dare these like right-wing thoughts say that megan a mother can't demand privacy for her child Again, this goes back to feminism. Some women are feminists and some are not. Do what you got to do. But it seems common sense for all women to recognize a woman's right and to champion another woman's right to do what she wants to do, A, with her body, B, with her family, you know, and herself. And stop demanding from her what you wouldn't want people demanding from you. Like the entitlement is bananas. She is not a zoo animal. Her son is not your toy, you maniac. They are not about to parade their child around for you, for you to pick over and dehumanize, which y'all have already done that too. This isn't the christening for your child, you know? And again, this isn't even the christening for the child of the third in line for the throne, This is a child for the sixth in line for the throne. So you'll get to see it when the rest of us see it. Stay pressed about it. Archie is a private citizen. Not a tool to sell your papers. Not a tool for your Instagram hate accounts and Twitter hate accounts. Archie is a human being. These people are human beings. Oh, and here's another bit of news. Uh, Harry designed Megan's new bling. Yes. Like, I don't know how y'all spotted it. Or maybe it was just somebody with a really good camera zoom. But most of y'all spotted it at the Trooping the Color celebration. Um, Some people called it a push present. I'm not sure why I hate that name in general, push present. But, um you know, consider it what you want to consider it. Uh, (laughs) But it was a present, no doubt. But um, 
Omid wrote a piece for uh, Harper's Bazaar detailing the design of the ring, the meaning, and other details, but the ring has everything to do with Archie. And Harry, being proud of his new family, it was an anniversary gift, but it's symbolic of their new chapter, you know, as parents and being a family and just kind of solidifying and doubling down on that love that they have uh, for one another. You know, that's, that's kind of hot to have, a, you know, to know that this man loves you so much. I think that's great. I think that's great. And um, I'm really, I'm just glad that Harry is over the moon. You know, he's proud of his family He's proud of his wife. His wife has his back. You know, he has hers. And they're really just doing this thing together. So I really love reading that article. Um, I'm just going to kind of go into some of the details. But Harry, uh, he helped to create the piece with world-renowned jeweler. Like, this woman really knows her stuff. Uh, Lorraine Schwartz as a gift to mark their wedding anniversary. Um, and, of course, their family. But he paid tribute to his family by including all three of their birthstones in the ring. So in the, the new ring, mind you. But Megan reportedly, right? Of course she was touched. <laughs> she was touched to receive the present. And I honestly stand Harry for this. You know, um, the piece reportedly has green emerald, which is Archie's birthstone blue sapphire which is harry's and then a greenish peridot olive green for megan's birthstone how thoughtful harry that's that's i love that uh like this man really loves his wife i know i've said it before i say he works with the ground she walks on and we know he does but like he ain't do it for us like we're fighting over it but that man really loves his wife you know, and you can tell what a person feels about you by the gifts they give you, <laughs> especially on big days, right? For real. But, you know, I guess it's the thought that counts. I guess that's still true. But like, I don't know. I think the further you get in life, it's like the thoughtfulness that counts more to me anyway. But um, yeah, you know, if you're not putting as much thought into an anniversary of ours or like a even a milestone day like a birthday and you just show up with a cliche from the market girl keep it or or in this case boy keep it just give me a hug that's fine but according to scoby the birthstone is said to have its own meaning and significant each one sapphires are believed to show protection for those close to you to have protection from harm peridots are said to instill power in the wearer yes yes and emeralds are considered to be the symbol of rebirth and love i stand i mean i already stand but i, I just got notification in the mail that my standship has been confirmed what a man what a man i mean He's saying, woman, you are protected, you are powerful, and you are loved. You, it can't get no better than that. Prince Harry also had Meghan's engagement ring, which features two stones, 
that once belonged to Princess Diana, resized and reset with a new diamond band. Diamonds are forever. Yes. So let your wife and the world know that you treasure your wife and your life. Like, I love that. I love it. And this is why we laugh when people say, oh, Harry hasn't smiled in months. He's always smiling when I see him. But even if he's not, I know his heart's smiling. And that's all you need to know. Nice, Harry. What a touching gift to your wife. And in that report, Ingrid Seward really did come out looking a hot mess. So the Seward lady is a reporter. I don't know for whom, but she was in the Gale documentary that came on CBS some time ago. Um, She basically lied. That's not me, you know, making stuff up. Well, okay. All right. She says she thought it was odd, but she basically implied, I'll put it that way, that Harry gave Megan a gift. Megan wasn't satisfied with it, so she took it upon herself to change her engagement ring. And she didn't know what the hell she was talking about. Saying, quote, I found it a bit odd that Megan would want to alter a ring that her husband had especially designed for her. Don't find nothing odd, girl. Just find your own business. That's all you got to do. First of all, Miss Lady, would it have hurt you that much that before you opened your mouth and made a fool of yourself and went on the record as saying that, that you found out whether or not what you thought was odd was actually true? I don't think it would have took that long, but you couldn't help yourself. I mean, these royal reporters, they just gotta say something. Have you noticed? No one cares what you found odd. Is it fact-checked? Did you get it on good authority? Whatever that means, because I think I think royal reporters are even saying that. Oh, it's I have it on good authority that, and then followed by a lie. Um, but no, you, you didn't even do that. Um, to go on record and then say Megan is dissatisfied with her ring and therefore changed it herself. Girl, you know you tried it. No, you didn't fact check. And you know, I find it a bit odd that Ingrid will want to alter the truth, especially knowing that she doesn't have her facts together enough to even speak on the matter. That's odd, isn't it? Somebody as old as Ingrid, I would hope that she would know better. She's been in the game long enough to know that that's just not good enough. And by the way, this is the same lady that said in the CBS special, that England likes Harry. They just don't like Megan. And that Megan has just changed Harry from the Harry they used to know. Well, I couldn't tell at the London series all the way that these people were craning their necks, trying to take a look and cheering very loudly, even just at the glimpse of Harry and Megan. So maybe Ingrid was really like talking about herself as liking Harry, just not Megan, but just putting it off on England so she can hide her real opinion. Because I told y'all, these folks are human beings. So they have jealousy, they have envy, they have hate in their hearts. And they may put, quote, sources say and reportedly in front and behind their words, but they're really showing you what they feel. Just just always keep that 
in in your mind when you're reading anything whether you're reading it and it's garbage or you're reading it and it's somebody who's done a good job people are saying what they feel they're supposed to just state the facts but we know facts have gone way out the window um some hide it well and some don't but they're saying what they're what they're feeling it's up to us to kind of see through that but anyway anyway harry and his lady they're good harry's keeping his lady draped in diamonds and the girls are just gonna have to live with it and that includes you ingrid so moving onward and upward uh buckingham palace has announced that harry and his brother will be at a polo match uh wednesday july 10th at the billing bear polo club that'll be cute i suppose uh no it's for a good cause but um not sure if megan will be there i pray that she's not to be honest um you know it would be okay if she was but i just hope she isn't but um <laughs> as much as i want to see megan i hope she's not but um you know i want her to have peace and quiet for as long as she can have it you know and um the polo game itself though it will be to raise funds and awareness for charities um as well as the uh vichai srivadana ooh srivadana prabha trophy i hope i said that correctly but um, RIP to him, he was the um, football club, the, the Leicester football club owner who tragically passed away in a helicopter crash as he was leaving the stadium. So um, that was just some months ago, actually. So, yeah, so that that would be for a good cause. And uh, I'm pretty sure Kate will mingle among the folks, the, the, the people there. Um, that seems to be the new... <laughs> Cambridge PR strategy to look more common than they already do but um you know Kate was at Wimbledon this past week I'm I'm a tennis nut like I love to play it I love to watch it been watching it for decades not even just years decades but um <laughs> I I started <laughs> this podcast plugging a tennis player um but anyway yeah. So yeah, Kate was there and she was there on day two. All the years that I've watched Wimbledon, I've never seen Kate on day two. Even before I was a royal watcher, I pay attention who shows up. You know, I remember one time Pippa came. I think that was after um after Kate got married, I think. Yeah. Um, that's when people kind of knew who Pippa was. So she kind of did that whole Middleton thing, trying to go and get up in there, <laughs> get her spotlight, <laughs> you know, so she came. And sat in the royal box, but that's usually in week two. You don't see royals in on the ground, but that's her patronage. So I'm gonna give her, I'm gonna give her a little leeway there. That is her patronage. Um. So yeah, that's cool, and I guess she plays tennis too. But she was there, and she wasn't sitting in the royal box though. She was sitting, you know, regular with the regular degulars. So um, yeah. And then William stepped outside of the gates of the ghetto to say hello to the town folks. And, you know, of course, they were there to pay tribute to his mother. It was on her birthday. But, um, yeah, that wasn't that odd, too. But <laughs> I'm being shady right now. I'm going to be real. But um, has he ever done that? Y'all let me know because I don't know. But I know he's doing it now. So that's why I feel like it's a change in uh, in strategy. <laughs> but, um before you say I sound too harsh mind you they're doing things that they've never done before 
And I personally think that it's so that they can look more relatable because that's what people say about Harry and Meghan. They relate to them. They, you know, people love them. People all over the world, wherever they go, just relate to them, you know? Um, so yeah, you know, and, and, and in today's age, truthfully being relatable is kind of like, it's the new chic, you know? Yeah. If you're famous, you know, you, you can put yourself in a bubble if you wanted to, but that's not what people respond to anymore. It used to be, but now they want to see that you're just like them. So you kind of have to show that Harry and Meghan do that effortlessly. Will and Kate, not so effortlessly, but they're, I guess they're trying, but, um, I think they're trying to be more relatable than they actually want to be for real. But they're knowing that they have to do it because they got a long life ahead of themselves. <laughs> they got to live with each other. They got to be king and queen. You know, when Charles is king, their role changes even more. I guess they're going to be princes of prince and princes of Wales. So they're going to have all this. So their image is going to be far more scrutinized. And I don't envy them at all. But mm, I guess better late than never uh ooh, she could have been doing this for the last seven years but hey I hope it works out you know you got to make yourself relevant somehow so um additionally Harry will be attending the European premiere of The Lion King on July 14th that's just around the corner too man I can't wait for that so that premiere is also in support of his conservation work through the Royal Foundation Disney created a hashtag protect the pride and that was announced to protect the dwindling lion population across Africa. So I'm very glad to see that. Now, given that Beyonce is in the movie, it's basically Beyonce's The Lion King. Um, I hope that <laughs> Beyonce goes and she shows up and um, that Megan also shows up, <laughs> shows up, even though, you know, I hope this is kind of like the basketball game where we was like, oh, Harry's going to be at the London series. And then on the day, Megan's like, hey, y'all. I hope it's like that. Truthfully, truthfully, honestly, truly. I hope it's like that. And um, I hope they just give us the photo we've been waiting for. You know, that being the Sussexes and the Carters, specifically just Megan, Megan and Beyonce. Just give me that. That's all I need. That's all I want. That's all we looking for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that'll be nice. That, that'll be a blessing but um even if we don't get the photos right away on the day of the premiere which if they are photographed together and there are photos to be had I don't think we're gonna get them the same day but um I'm just hoping out holding out hope that um maybe down the line we'll get those um kind of like how they gave us those uh behind the scenes of their wedding like remember when they went to sign the marriage certificate at the church and then they came back and officially they were husband and wife we didn't get that until their anniversary with the this little light of mine um video on the instagram but hey just go megan and take some pictures like i told holly robinson p because she'd be hanging out with beyonce's mom i'd be seeing them on instagram okay tell beyonce tell beyonce please to go to london london's a big city she's probably going to go to the la premiere you know, she's going to go to the New York premiere, I'm guessing. Um, if it's in New York, girl, I don't know. But um, please just 
just do us this one solid. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, people have cell phones too. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of other famous people there posting stuff on their Instagram. And maybe we'll see like Beyonce and Megan in the background. That's all I need. All I need is for Melanin to join forces and combine for the love of all that is good. That's all I'm asking for. So, you know, also, also for the lions in Africa to get their numbers up and stuff because that is important. And I love lions. Life for real, for real. In real life, I love lions, you know. So um, I love lions and Beyonce. So that's all I have for today. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter and IG at Sussex Squad for both of those. And if you want to follow the podcast, it's at Sussex Set. Oh, and this is fun. Make sure you follow my Spotify Sussex Set playlist. I just started that today. It's called the playlist that I have. It's called Sussex Rising. I might do another playlist, but this is just the main one. It's a lot of songs on there, so check it out. Uh, This idea actually came from Stand By Me 2018 on Twitter. Thanks, girl. I just want to give you a personal shout out. I have been meaning to do this on Apple, but I think for Apple, you have to have um, Apple Music, a subscription to do that. So maybe I'll do that one later, but um, I'll definitely let y'all know when I do that. So in the meantime, check out Spotify. I'll put a link somewhere. Uh, I'll put it in the description, but I guess I'll tweet it too. But until next time, I will leave y'all with this quote. I like quotes, so I guess I'll do those for a while. Whatever you are physically, male or female, strong or weak, ill or healthy, all those things matter less than what your heart contains. If you have the soul of a warrior, you are a warrior. All those things, they are the glass that contains the lamp, but you are the light inside. Hey, That's Cassandra Clare from Clockwork Angel. Check out Clockwork Angel. Thanks for listening. Peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.